Hello, my name is Felicity Forward and I'm a Principal Associate in the Commercial and Projects team here at Shoesmiths. And hello, my name is Rachel Rostell and I'm an Associate in the Commercial and Projects team at Shoesmiths. Welcome to the latest podcast in the ShoePod sessions. The purpose of these sessions is to help our listeners understand the key components of a commercial contract. Today's topic on our journey through a contract is confidentiality. So let's look at what is a confidentiality clause and what is its purpose? Fliss, perhaps you can start by summarising what we mean by confidentiality in the context of a confidentiality clause in a commercial contract. Sure, no worries. A confidentiality clause is pretty much what it says on the tin. It aims to ensure that confidential information that is disclosed in the course of a contract by one or both parties remains exactly that, confidential. During the performance of a contract, a party may receive information from the other party that is not public knowledge or that is not readily available through other sources. This might include the other party's customer list, marketing plans, secret formulae, or manufacturing processes. A party disclosing confidential information will likely want to restrict the receiving party from disclosing that information to others, except in limited defined circumstances. A party will also want to ensure that the receiving party only uses the confidential information in connection with the purposes of the agreement and not beyond that. A confidentiality clause included in a contract directly addresses these considerations. Thanks, Fliss. I suppose then that confidentiality clauses bear a resemblance to non-disclosure agreements, or NDAs as they're more commonly known, when we consider confidential aspects to contractual relationship between parties. Absolutely. There are similarities, although clauses preserving confidentiality don't always need to be in standalone dedicated contracts under an NDA. Confidentiality provisions can often instead be included as a boilerplate clause in a larger contract. This is usually appropriate where the confidential information doesn't form a key or, for example, significant part of the contract. Okay, great. Let's now consider the key points of confidentiality clause. This is because so many parties negotiate the contents of the confidentiality clause, so it's important that we ensure that the key points are included. Starting with the definition of confidential information. A confidentiality clause typically begins with a clear and precise definition of what confidential information is under the contract. What is included in that definition will depend in part on the underlying business transaction and the purposes of that transaction. A typical definition of confidential information will generally cover information about the other party's business and affairs, technical information such as processing, know-how, concepts and ideas, and any information developed by the parties during the course of their contractual relationship, which contains or was inspired by information disclosed under the contract. The definition is often the focus of negotiations between the parties. The disclosing party will seek to ensure that the definition of confidential information is broad enough to cover any deliberate or inadvertent disclosure of information to the receiving party, as well as any works derived from the confidential information. Conversely, the receiving party will clearly want to keep this definition as narrow as possible. Okay, taking the first approach in making the definition of confidential information as wide or as broad as possible carries the risk that the courts will find the definition too wide to be enforceable. This is a common example of where confidentiality cases actually fall down. This can be demonstrated by the case of the sender chicken versus Fowler, where confidentiality was claimed for a package of information some of which was confidential and some of which was not. 
the court held the package to be non-confidential as a whole because trivial information was included in the totality. Interesting. So in practice, it's necessary to weigh up the risks of using a widely drawn definition of confidential information that may not be upheld by the courts against the risk of using a definition that is too narrow to catch all the information the parties would wish to protect. Absolutely. What else do you suggest should be covered in a confidentiality clause, Fliss? Well, the clause should include the central obligation to keep the defined confidential information confidential and secret, as well as the circumstances in which a person's to whom the receiving party is actually permitted to disclose that confidential information. The central obligation should extend wider than just to disclosure, though, and should also include the obligation to use the confidential information only for the purposes permitted under the agreement. If a confidentiality clause only restricts disclosure of confidential information, the receiving party may be able to use that information to compete with the disclosing party. Thanks, Fliss. It's perhaps worth flagging also that a confidentiality clause should ensure the parties are allowed to make disclosures of confidential information that is specifically required by law, court order or a competent authority. Are there any other carve-outs and exclusions we should consider, Fliss? Absolutely. You also need to remember other common exclusions, such as where the information has been developed independently, where it's been known prior to the date disclosed, or where it becomes publicly available, but of course not through the breach itself. Confidentiality clauses generally also include an obligation on the receiving party to return or destroy at the disclosing party's discretion all confidential information upon termination of the agreement or at the disclosing party's request. Whether or not the parties agree that the confidential information should be returned or destroyed will usually be a matter of negotiation. There are many other considerations to be included under a confidentiality clause, such as consequences and remedies should the receiving party be in breach of any of its obligations under this provision, and whether the confidentiality obligations should survive termination or expiry of the agreement. But what about when we don't have a confidentiality clause? Is there any protection for a party that discloses commercially sensitive information without an express provision? Yes, Rachel. Whilst confidentiality clauses are a common feature of commercial contracts, certain duties of confidentiality can rise without an express agreement. The equitable duty of confidentiality protects information that is confidential in nature and was disclosed in confidence, which often covers most of the information protected by a confidentiality clause. Oh yes, Fliss. And there's also some statutory protection under the relevant 2018 regulations where there is unwanted use of or disclosure of trade secrets. In that case then, Fliss, why should we bother with inclusion of confidentiality clause at all? <laughs> Good question, Rachel. By use of an express provision, parties can extend the cover of the equitable principles of confidentiality, tailor them to the particular circumstances and clarify both parties' intentions and obligations. A confidentiality clause is therefore the best way of ensuring that the information is disclosed in circumstances importing an obligation of confidence. Oh great, thanks Fliss. So in addition to the protections offered by the equitable principles of confidentiality, if we have carefully considered what confidential information we want to be protected under the agreement and have suitably drafted a confidentiality clause in our contract to include necessary obligations and considerations, this should provide us with an absolute guarantee that the disclosed information will be protected, right? Not quite, I'm afraid. 
Whilst a confidentiality clause can improve a party's rights, it does not cure the problems of enforcement. A confidentiality clause cannot provide an absolute guarantee that the disclosure of information will be protected if the receiving party has little intention of complying with a confidentiality obligation in the first place. As well as including a clause, the disclosing party should also consider implementing practical measures to establish and maintain confidentiality. Things such as disclosing controlled hard copies which can be collected when no longer required or limiting the number of individuals who have access to the confidential information. Good point. It's always worth considering the practical remedies as well. Thanks, Phyllis. So that brings us to the end of today's session on confidentiality. We hope you have found it informative. Of course, if you need any assistance on any aspect of law that we've touched on today, please do not hesitate to get in touch with either Felicity or myself. We would be very happy to help. So from Rachel and myself, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.